Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast, round 16, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who this week got into a verbal stoush with Clayton Oliver. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. Now, look, you know, you know I love my footy. You love it. And you know I'm a big Carlton fan, and I don't like when opposition players... Come near me Come near when I'm down on the fence, uh-huh. right? All I did, right? So Clayton Oliver, the ball goes out of bounds, comes towards me, and I'm like, oh, I might pick up the ball. Clayton Oliver, redhead, ugh, disgusting, comes close to me, and all I did, right? You tell me if this is wrong, mm-hmm. okay? Now, the, I, the, footage, beer, the, I, the footage will back this up. The footage will back it up. Yeah, ab- absolutely, right? I, I threw a beer on him. Mm-hmm. I spat on him. Uh-huh. As he was talking to me close face-to-face, I was urinating uh, through the gutter on the fence so the urine would go on his feet. Dribble on his boots. Yeah. I said I'd uh, slept with his great-grandmother. Oh, wow. That's a stretch. Even though she's deceased and I knew that, Uh I uh, exhumed her corpse Uh and made love to it. Oh, God. And then I said, mate, we're all Damien Martin fans here. Every single person <laughs> at this ground. Don't you go, Damien Martin. Oh, okay. Go fuck yourself, okay. you fucking moron. Yeah, gotcha. And he has the audacity to say he's going to kill me. So you're doing it really as more of a Damien, more as a cricket fan than a football fan, really. Well, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it was part, part Carlton, but the, the Australian Australian side of me came through. Yeah, yeah, you were holding up that sign. Now, I remember watching the footage, actually. I mean, it slipped my memory, but you had that I love Damien Martin uh, banner you were holding up. Which... Which I take to every game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have have done ever since he's... Like, even even during the years when he was dropped after that South African incident, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I still took it to the game. And people were like, Who's, is he a Carlton player? I go, you're a fucking moron, mate. I remember you he's, at the... He's ni- an Australian legend. You're at the 95 grand final. You were in behind when they raised the cup. You were in the background with the I love Damien Martin <laughs> banner. <laughs> that was me. That was me. You can spot me quite easily. <laughs> so, uh, Do you have an issue with what happened with Clayton Oliver and the, uh, and the Carlton supporter? I've I've watched the footage a couple of times now. Did they did they 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 actually touch, or who instigated? Well, did the Carlton guy kind of get in his kitchen as such? Well, yeah, the Carlton supporter said something to him first, and mm. then Clayton Oliver's come back with him, and yeah. I, and then the Carlton supporter's like, "Oh, you can't fucking say that." Yeah, gotcha. And he's, I think I think what has come out today is that uh, Clayton Oliver threatened to kill him. Mm-hmm. Okay, which which is totally fine. Like as we've learnt from. Uh, Jake King this week. Kind of a trend. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong with threats to try and, you know, get get anything out of anyone. So what did the Carlton guy say? Do we know that? Oh, I think he might have called him a, a weak cunt or something like that. Oh, just gee. just a bit of byplay that you have from supporter to player, like yeah, we sure. all do. Like 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 I say regularly to players on Twitter, what's the difference? I think it's unsavory that kind of interaction between fan and player. And I think as much as I I think you know, players shouldn't be doing stuff like that. I think it's also unsavory yeah. when fans are that close and 
seemingly aggressive. Didn't someone feign to throw a punch at Jack Gunston? Uh, yeah, that was uh, might have been Smith actually. That was in the prelim. Oh yeah, it was Isaac Smith, twenty fifteen. Right. Yeah, down at uh, Domain. Yeah, he was running near the boundary, and the guy yeah went to cock it, and Smith kind of took a bit of a backward step because <laughs> he generally, I, th- I imagine he generally thought I'm gonna I'm gonna wear one here. That was yeah. that was like the night Fremantle went crazy. It, yes. Oh, that's right. That yeah. guy went crazy on the on the fans. Yeah. yeah. Like I think in the eighties it was kind of fun. You know, you reach over, you hit someone with your umbrella. Ah, uh, yeah, but you, you, you know, can't be 23 and do that. You've got to be 85. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a young person, you're inciting violence. <laughs> yeah, you can't just be like 23 or just wandering into the MCG with an umbrella. Oh, what's that for, young yeah. man? <laughs> Personal protection. Oh, like, yeah, and, and, and the Carlton supporter has uh, asked for an apology. And I think he and has think... accepted the apology now. I think he got it. Did he really? I think Clayton Oliver just should have said, uh, rang him up and just gone, oh, g'day, man, is that you? Is that you that we had a bit of a chat? Yeah, yeah. Well, how about, how about you go fuck yourself you should settle and I'll kill more of your extended family, you fucking idiot. in the ring. Uh, here we go. So, got the headline here at Real Footy. Carlton member uh, accepts apology from Melbourne over Clayton Oliver incident. So, oh. I suppose... So, Clayton, not personally. I think Clayton maybe said it to Melbourne people and then the Melbourne people exchanged the message, moved it forward. Oh, I- I don't believe that. I think Melbourne have taken the step on Clayton's behalf. Mm-hmm. Clayton won't be happy with that. He'll now he's he's against Damien Martin. He's turned on the Australian people. Now when he goes to the footy, it's just going to be forty thousand people v Clayton Oliver. Everyone's going to be getting in his head. They know he can, he's he, you can get in his fucking. You can rattle him. Yeah, everyone's going to be. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's going to be. Uh, usually people kind of try and get to the, like the second level to get the best view. Everyone's going to go into the front row. Going, oh, we can't wait yeah. for Oliver. Uh, here from the fan. Like, here from the fan, the most important thing here is that players have to be mindful of their words and actions and there will always be young kids sitting in the crowd. And I think that's also a message that can be directed towards yourself, Adam Rosenbachs. There are young no, kids sitting cool. in the crowd. Okay. No, but saying that, all, all they need to do, like uh, Melbourne are playing Adelaide this week, all Adelaide have to do, have on the banner is uh, say, Clayton Oliver's a fuckhead, obviously with an, a humorous rhyme in there. Mm-hmm. Clayton Oliver, you're dead, you're a bit of a fuckhead. Right, he, he's running out. He sees that. He's like just charging at the Adelaide banner, getting in a fight with all 18 people. He's taking on the cheer squad. He ah, hates take it. Take you on, take you on. I tell you what, I don't, yeah. know if, I don't know if Melbourne are going to be playing over in Perth anytime soon. But uh, tell you what you should do. Just have, What's that? Just have Damien Martin sitting, in the, sitting behind the goal square. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Just have him. You no, know, no, 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 no. He's the, he's the opposition runner. Oh, the runner, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Frio, got, Frio aren't going to – they're not going to make the finals. They can afford to not have messages run out properly from yeah. uh, Rossi Lyon or have him as a water boy. Damien Martin runs out with an iPad and he has, like, pre-prepared tweets that he's going to send to to Clayton Oliver and he kind of shows it to him before, <laughs> before he pushes yeah. it. And, and the thing is he knows that uh, players can't access their uh, – Ah, that's a good point. phones. He can't do anything so about it. Yeah, from the opening minute, he goes, here's what I said about your family. And he's like, oh, yeah, I fucking hate you, mate. Do you think there's a part... And then through his head, Clayton Oliver's thinking of all the dismissals that Damien Martin's had during his career and thinking about which ones are on YouTube. Do you think there's a part of players saying they can't access their phones and the like, when they see it go up on the scoreboard, do you think there's a part of them that feels a little bit disappointed that they can't tweet the crowd? So you're standing in the middle of the game. It's a hot game. Mm. There's 80,000 people there. You're a goal down and you're thinking, I reckon there's 82,473 <laughs> here today. And it comes up on the MCG scoreboard, tweet the crowd. Yeah. And you think, yeah. Oh, I feel... I reckon I, I could nail this. Yeah, you, know, you know, I don't really feel part of it anymore. 
<laughs> well, if he had his phone, Clayton Oliver could have tweeted, uh, texted that number and got that gentleman oh, yeah. kicked out. <laughs> so there's those opportunities. Uh, now, Michael, you are broadcasting from the brilliant uh, Ian Aitken Studios over in London this I afternoon. I am in London. So if we uh, hopefully, technically, this all works. Um, yeah. We are doing it How via it Skype, the magic of technology. I'm in Ian Aitken Studios, and i got to tell you, it's very tastefully decorated, Adam Rosenbachs. There are Is it? Our copies of his uh, X-ray of his jaw. <laughs> All over the walls. It's very beautiful. Yep. It's lovely. Lovely yeah. place in London. Right now, I'm in Chelsea right now. Delightful Chelsea. Oh, look at you. Mm. Excuse us, your royal, your highness. I uh, went off, um, let me think, I left Australia on Tuesday. And yep. uh, I was. I think I was lucky not to get arrested at Paris Airport, I think. Or, or, or handcuffed on the plane, I think. Very lucky. Just by did the you, fact... Did you cross paths with Cardinal Pell? Like, did you cross over in Singapore or anything like that? No, no, G'day I went. George, good day, Michael. I went straight to Dubai. Yeah, so I went to oh, Dubai. Okay. All right, so and then maybe you uh, crossed in the air. I want to give a little shout out. I was going to go Clayton Oliver on the bloke who uh, actually I was going to go full Clarko on the bloke in front of me who put his chair back the whole way for like the entire trip. And I tell you what, yep. oh, he does not know how close he came from me just reaching around and doing something severely violent. I was so furious the entire time. And then I, I actually, I got into a weird mindset where I'm thinking, gee, there's not much room on memory. It's like, I mean, gee, you don't get much leg room. And then he put his chair up at the landing. I was like, ah, oh, that's what I've been missing the entire time. You fuck. I but had you put your seat back, you would have had the same amount of leg, leg room. Here's one. Here's what I'm going to tell you, mate. I never put my seat back. Unless there's no one behind me. Never put my seat back. Because I'm a courteous nah. person. I respect no. the people behind me. I'm not one of these... You know what? Not one of these scumbags who put their seat back. Oh, oh, oh I want to make it cramp for the person behind me. No, you never put your seat back. You never take your shoes Every- off and you never put your seat back. And if you've got a dog, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking a dog on the plane? Yeah, people have like anxiety dogs and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. But wouldn't they make the dog nervous? Shouldn't you? That's what you should do is go and stir up the dog. So the dog gets all agitated and then the person gets even more agitated. Anyway, that's get guy, the dog's kitchen. That guy was very lucky. So I arrived in Paris. Uh, I hadn't been there since 1998. Hey, uh, I tell you what, it's quite nice. I don't know if you've... Uh, do yourself a favour. Uh, I went down and watched the Paris Poodles play. Um, they're looking pretty sharp. Oh. Yeah. They How, how'd they go? Like, are they still... Um, how'd they... Are they, like how are they continuing on without Hurdy? They're rudderless. They're absolutely rudderless. Yeah, they've they got would no be. idea. Mm. They've got no idea. Um, they've got. Um, well, they've lost Hurdy. They've lost the weapon. Yeah, they've got Scotty Waters over there at the minute trying to do his best. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> uh, and then I went to the Eiffel Tower. I went to the Eiffel Tower. That was like, I hadn't been there for nineteen ninety eight, as I said. And um, no, no. So before we get, move yeah. on, uh, you, you were looking at the Eiffel Tower. Uh-huh. Could Billy Brownless have kicked a footy over it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Actually, many people were trying at the... Uh, really? Just yeah. having, having a barrel? Yeah, down the bottom. Do you go yeah. the barrel or do you go the drop punt? Um, no, you go the barrel. Yeah, obviously, you go the barrel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, no, many people, that was actually a big thing. Because, you know, you know, usually people are trying to get their picture of their finger on top of it. Like, it's like, oh, pointy, yeah. pointy. Yeah, now the big yeah. thing is trying to get a photo of yourself kicking a ball over the opening of the I'm sure that's very popular. And then I went and saw my old friends on Friday night. Uh, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. At uh, Stade de France in Saint Denis, which, if you believe Alan Jones, is that no go zone. 
Um, and it's such a no-go zone that 80,000 people went there. So it's, uh, it's pretty terrifying. You, you defied Alan Jones. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's brave. But it was great. It was great. They, um, I think it ranks number two out of my one, two, three of concerts of Guns N' Roses. Um, Where was the worst one? Canada? No, nah, I reckon Melbourne. I think this one was a bit better. Um, but uh, the worst one. I mean, that's, that's a terrible thing to say. Worst one. There's no worst Guns N' yeah. Roses concert. Um, and hey, what I'm you, hearing is you don't like Australia. Why don't you go back to where you came from, mate? Well, Why don't you go back to where your parents came from? Well, would you not want to live here? Uh, and uh, then <laughs> tell you what, stayed to France. They could do yeah. with some fucking handrails. Like there's no handrails going down the stairs, and they're tiny steps. And I'm like, when people get licked up at a soccer match, like yeah, surely people are taking a tumble every five minutes. Like it's quite. I had to kind of go up them at one station. No, down at one station. It's like. Like anything's going to happen here because <laughs> there's nothing to hold on to. No, was there was there a Nando's? I haven't spotted a Nando's. No. Oh, actually, yeah, no. The food there. Sorry, no. Actually, there's nothing really around it. I must say, there was a large perimeter. Um, there were two perimeters. There was security guards about 50 meters out. Uh, maybe a bit further than that, and then another perimeter around 25 meters out, and they wrap their hands around your waist and feel for anything that might be special. Okay, and so it's, it's so it's sort of based on ANZ Stadium, if you will. Uh, actually, yeah, actually, there's a bit of that to it. Yeah, no, that's actually a good. Like way to Axel put Rose it. slid and got his back caught on a bolt that was sticking yeah. out of the stage. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, he did uh, during the. Uh, I've got two actual stories of this, but tell you what he did. But during um during one of the songs, um mm. like early on, he halfway through kind of went out to kind of point to the crowd and was going, hey, 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 you know, push back or something, like trying to stop people from from doing, like, I suppose, being too crowded. And I thought, oh, hey, it could kick off here. We could get Axel yeah. jumping into the crowd and doing the old-fashioned, you know, butter-bing. Oh, yeah, the, that, I was the, like looking the forward to into it. The f- awesome. I thought that would have been great. But then he, um, after that song, he said, like, there was a, a little kid there, like a seven-year-old or something. He's like, hey, it's a seven-year-old, you know, move back or keep be careful. Uh, no, t- mate. There's no fucking Oz. There's no little Guns N' Roses league. Yeah, but you know what? Um, if you're there, you're a part of it, mate. You know what? Shat me was. Um, I got there at eight twenty-seven. Okay, I know yep. that for a fact. In the PM. Uh, in the PM, I looked at my clock because I could hear as I got off the train the strains of "Welcome to the Jungle." Right, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm late." Oh, no. Advertised for eight PM. Advertised for eight PM. And I thought, well, there's no way they're getting on before eight thirty. Uh, and then I looked at the set list online that they did at that concert, and that "Welcome to the Jungle" was the fourth song. So by that, they would have been on stage about fifteen minutes or so. I'm like, when in his entire career has Axl Rose gone on stage ten minutes after the advertising time? I'm like, dude, think of the little people. Think of the little people who <laughs> think of the little people who rely on your petulance. <laughs> yeah, you got to calculate that in. You go, oh, it's eight p.m. Yeah, but Axel doesn't give a fuck about no one, so I reckon I'll get there about uh, midnight. Did you did you try and start a chant? They've started too early. They've uh. started too early. <laughs> Anything <laughs> like that? They couldn't get people rallied around you. Could you play a football game at Stadia de France? Uh, I reckon you could, just for, by the fact it's probably... For premiership points. Well, I mean, I mean, you could, but I mean, are you talking about an actual size? Because it's probably no similar size to A and Z by the fact it's a, a football field with a... Well, you can put a running track around it. Well, perfect. Because um, they're going for the 24 Olympics, so there are lots of signs about that. But I want to send... I went to another place, Adam. Um, yeah. Tours of Michael Chamberlain. Um, I'll send you a WhatsApp right now because I took some footage. Okay. So that's sent, okay. and I want you to watch it 
on air and describe what you're seeing. Okay, so that's sense Alrighty. now. All right, I've got it up uh, here. Should I? Do I have to delete this immediately? No, no, no. It's all fine. I want you to keep it. I want it's you to safe. save it. Save it. Okay. Look after it. Oh God. So you're all right. From what I can see from the initial look of the video, you're holding a stubby holder. Yeah, I had the footbridge stubby holder. And you're on a boat. And <laughs> you're at Disneyland. And what is it like a safari kind yeah. of? You're yeah. on you're on like a ride? I'm on It's a Small World. And that's the I don't know what that is. I do. And that's the Australian section of It's a Small World. Or yeah, it's right. a small so world a after all. There's a kangaroo. There's a kangaroo. There's an yeah. Aboriginal dude holding a boomerang. There's a dog, I think it is. Or that might be a smaller Joe. Actually, I think that's a Joey kangaroo. And yep, then yep. there's kind of like an outback kind of guy, almost like crocodile hunter-ish. Yep, yep. There's a, there's a dingo with a child in its mouth. And then there's uh, two koalas on a tree. And then there are three yep. platypuses. Yeah. So that's a yeah. little sample of... And then there's a guy rooting his girlfriend in a ute. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> so this this was at Disneyland, yeah, was it? Yeah. Haven't you ever so, heard of so this small world? Haven't you ever heard of that? No. Nah, where's that from? Don't you know it's a small world after all the song? As I said, I'm an adult, dude. Everyone, it, it's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's Yellow small and black. <laughs> no, I don't know it. Really, dude. No. So anyway, I just said I'm an adult, mate. I Hang on, all right, all right, let's let's get this into perspective here for our so our the junk time uh, family can appreciate what you did. You're almost you're 40 later this year. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay, and you are a single man at the moment. Is that correct? I mean, does your mum care? I know, just single. <laughs> like you're not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Yep. Do you have any children of your own? No. Were you with any children at the time? Absolutely not. You went to Disneyland Paid as a 40-year-old man. Paid $100. By himself. Mm-hmm. And had a great time. Did you? I did. I had a fantastic time. It's the happiest place on earth. You go about an hour out of Paris. You go to Disneyland. You, it's, a, it's an oasis. And then also you go to Walt Disney Studios, which is next door as well. So it's two fun parks for the price of one. Oh, so you got another Hitler Hitler going through. I went on the Disney, I went on It's a Small World, because I kind of got trapped on that. Like, I was kind of going up a ramp, and then it kind of, I could hear the music. I was like, oh, no, here it is. And then I turned around, I was like, oh, I won't go back. And then I, it was like five minutes to get on, it, get on it. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go on it. And then I went, yeah. I went on the Ratatouille <laughs> ride. Went on the Ratatouille <laughs> ride. Because uh, all yep. the good ones are like an hour wait. So you kind of, um, I watched the Star Wars show. Uh, I just uh-huh. wandered around. It was a big day. It was a yep. big day. Um, yeah. Saw a lot of. Did pa- you find? Lot of did ki- you find like parents were grabbing their children and running away from you? No, because most of the parents were, were busy arguing with their children, or their children were crying. Yeah, because it's like thirty-five okay. degrees. It's a long, long day. Everyone's very tired and flustered. It's very busy, and so there's a lot of arguments and a lot of fighting. So you kind of just keep your head down. Um, Can and I then, just say though, yeah. thirty-five degrees is a perfect temperature for Disneyland. <laughs> Uh, it's a great day for Disneyland. I tell you what, I went on a roller coaster, which I, I'm not really like a big roller coaster guy, but I kind of like went, ah, just do it. And I went oh, on. Oh, you could like that. You'll appreciate this. It's called uh, Rock, yep. and, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Yep. Avec with Aerosmith. <laughs> so oh. you go into a room and there's. Was Steven Tyler there? No, but there's a computer animation of like, they're kind of in a studio and they've kind of completed a brand new track and they're very excited about it. 
And then you, oh, yeah. you watch awesome. that. And then it's almost like you get in the roller coaster. And it's almost like they're playing for you their new track. And then you get in a roller coaster for about 45 seconds and you think you are going to die. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. I don't know how fast it went, so, but it was absolutely terrifying. Like, literally, I thought... Right, so, I, so I, it's like going to an Aerosmith gig. I thought I'd broken my neck just trying to get my head on. Like, <laughs> you're going upside down, you're going everywhere. It was terrifying. Uh, so yeah, Are you okay, buddy? No, I'm scarred. Uh, yep. Aerosmith. And now I'm in London. Uh, I got a haircut earlier. Big story. And uh, it was actually a young French lady who told me she'd lived on the Gold Coast for a while. Is that right? She did. Did she, she lived, know? She lived, did she? Was she a fan of the Suns? Uh, well, actually, she said to me she lived off Cavill Avenue, and she said, um, "I will say, um, glad that uh, Stephen May has uh, resigned," and um, <laughs> said, uh, "Disappointed about the full full review uh, by Marcus Ashcroft, but um, uh, and I think." Um, She's very knowledgeable. I say, and she, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nice I, seems I think uh, Gabe Junior should go down to uh, back to Geelong to uh, how you say uh, get around his family. And so <laughs> it was quite. <laughs> uh, she was very nice, actually. Lovely lady. Now she sees it. Now, yeah. now I am particularly like we're we're far away, and I, w- I would usually get around you, but I can't. How are you coping with the retirement, the death of the career of Luke Hodge? Um. Was it big news in London? Were there people running in the streets? You know, people just wandering around aimlessly in Cyril jumpers. <laughs> what, what was the what was the feeling like in London on the ground? What do you What do you mean retirement? Idiot! It's a perfect. Well, he's finished. He, he came out today no. and said that he's he's finished. Uh, he's playing three hundred this weekend. He's not going on next year, mate. Don't, he said it. Don't you watch Footy Classified? Last week, I, I, yeah, always. Last week, Hutchie. Made a strong yeah. case that Hodgie is going to play one more year at Geelong. He's not retiring. It's a, it's probably a contract. Oh. It's probably a contract thing. Probably a contract thing. You know. A, a, a so, oh, so you know what he's letting uh, Hawthorne yeah. down gently. The old switcheroo, and then be yeah, and, so they, and, and they Geelong won't see him till round one next year. Mm. As Hutchie said last week, if the Cats end up with Ablett, if they roll the dice on Ablett Junior at thirty-four, they're going to have one or two. Uh, you have a year or two of being old anyway and trying to ring the list dry of all talent. So he says, why yep. not? We've got one 34-year-old on the declining. Why don't we get another 34-year-old on the declining? Well, that's not a bad idea. And you know what? While they're at it, Geelong, I mean, Sam Mitchell's only signed for one year playing. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I'd get him back from the West, mm. get him involved. Brian Lake, they need, a, they need some strong backmen down at Geelong. Mm-hmm. I reckon now Geelong should maybe take on like a kind of over 40s kind of team. See how that plays for them. A lot of experience. Well, you know what? You know what would be romantic is all the Ablets in one team. <laughs> Two Garys and a Nathan. How would that be for a Geelong supporter? Yeah, but also like Jeff as well. Get Jeff Ablett yeah. down there as well. Yeah. Did he, he only play for the Hawks, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But still, but still, hey, if, oh, if Hodgie can do it, yeah, if Hodgie can do it, then Jeff can do it. And you know what? If you get Gary Ablett, that means you get. Ricky Nixon. So what a team that would be. Ablett. I've got a forward line. Ablett, 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 chicken. Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, people go to watch that. So anyway, how are you coping with the retirement of Luke Hodge? No, I'm okay. Obviously, it's been, what, since 2001 when he got recruited. Uh, a fine service and also, uh, yeah, and it'd be great. I'm actually trying to look up um, when his final game may be, if it's uh, around 23 or so, uh, so we can all head along and get around him. 
Um, but they'll It definitely will be round 23. But I suppose, I don't know, do you kind of make the announcement now so that you don't have the speculation or people kind of trying to force you out or they can play... Oh, here we go. Um, final week. Oh, obviously the, the, the final round isn't kind of set, but against the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium. Oh, wow. What mm. a great game to go out on. And you know what would be romantic, and I don't want to preempt anything, but mm. what if Bob Murphy actually, that's announces a, his retirement? That's actually really interesting. Yeah, that could be definitely be a possibility. Yeah, because, you know, he's been in and out of the side with soft tissue injuries, which is a sign you're an old man, Michael. And so yeah. he just might go, you know what? I'm fucking cooked. Mm, I can't and, go around again. Him and Hodgie I got my premiership go. medal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go again. Um, but I tell you what, I mean, if Hawthorne don't make the finals, um, it's not like we're going to see the last of Hodgie, are we, Adam? Uh, this will be the greatest afternoon in the history of, uh, of comedy, I think. Uh, a, a Luke Hodge, a week into retirement. Could there be a better day for us to be speaking to the great man? Because on September 3 at the European Beer Cafe at 3pm, we're going to be holding a live show during that bye weekend, that Sunday afternoon. Uh, It's going to be tickets at trybooking.com. And Luke Hodge has been booked on the proviso that they don't make the finals. Yes, and we're very confident that they won't. I'm very confident. And you know what? I was actually talking to a friend the other day and saying that I was torn. You know, I'm torn and I'm kind of like happy and sad by the fact, you know, you want your team to make finals, but also you want Hodgie. You want to sit next to Hodgie and, you know, take in his aura. And then she told me actually, no, it's a win-win for me. So if they make finals, that's a win. And I get to chat to Hodgie, that's a win. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I was like, wow, that's what it's like to look at things glass half full. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. All right. Well, let's look at the other way, you cunt. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. You make the finals and our junk time fans who are purchasing tickets, they mm-hmm. don't get to see Luke Hodge. Well, don't bring it like that. Don't make it like that. We're trying, we're trying to look at a glass half full. I had a moment of happiness. Right. I was like... No, fuck, fuck your happiness. You've had enough happiness over the last decade, you fuck. It's like the other day. I was actually... Uh, something annoyed me on a Friday kind of about 8pm or so. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's annoying. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. You're in Paris. You've just been to Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. You're about to go to Guns N' Roses. Stop your fucking whinging, you loser. Yeah, I'm, that's right. So anyway, tickets are available on Try Booking. Uh, search junk time. It's September 3rd. We're very confident that Hodgie is going to be there. And uh, other other guests are uh, in the pipelines as we speak. So hopefully we've got some more announcements in the next week or two as well. So it's going to be a very fun afternoon. Get your tickets. Get down there. Now, uh, we're going to lose Hodgie, unfortunately, at the end of the year, whether it be on grand final day or whether that be round 23. Um, but yeah. Gee, we got close to losing another legend of the AFL, didn't we, this week, Adam? Oh, this this was probably just more scary than anything. Mm. The fact that you know someone can be taken from you so quickly, you know. Yeah. And if you if you're near a loved one right now, give them a hug. Yeah, because you just don't know. You just don't know if they're so uh, simple and stupid that they could die at any second. That's what we're concerned about. Yeah, uh, obviously we uh, were shocked to hear the news from Sunday night, was it? Or the weekend? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Flamboyant AFL great Warwick Kappa said he thought he was going to die when he found himself. That scares me. Just hearing that, Michael, that just sends a chill down my spine. I should have said trigger warning. I should have. Yeah. I thought he was going to die when he found himself trapped in the stairwell at a hotel in Perth. Uh, I tell you what, this is... Mate, just... Can you imagine a capitalist world? Well... Just think about it for a minute and just uh, take the smile off your faces, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <And just laughs> <laughs> 
And just imagine a world without Warwick Capra. Yeah. See if you can try. Just we'll give you a moment's space. Just wherever you are, you're driving, you're sitting, you're on the tram, you're on the train, you're on the bus, you're walking, whatever it is. Just just pause for a second and think. There's no Warwick Capper in the world. What 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 happens tomorrow? And I mean the man. Okay, Chambo's moved on pretty quick. No, the man obviously very you know obviously had a very stressful moment. You know that kind of you know. A panic, you know, thinking you're going to die when you get trapped in a stairwell. Obviously, obviously Mate, there's, there's in in a hotel because you know some of those stairwells they go right to the lobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they they take you because they're designed for like if there's a fire, mm. a lot of them are designed to like help you get out. They're not like an MC Escher painting where you just go around in circles and you keep climbing back upstairs that you just came down. And I mean, the credit to the man is that uh, his eloquence, I suppose, when you even still after such a Tough moment. He's still so yeah. wise with his words. El- eloquent? Uh, eloquent, yeah. I said eloquence, yeah. didn't I? Oh, yes, yes, sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, to quote <laughs> Mr. Kappa, I nearly pissed my pa- tracksuit pants. I couldn't hold it any longer, so I had to piss in the corner. I thought I can't die in a stairwell in Perth. I'm a star. Oh, actually, mm. here's another one. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in Vegas. It's very unsatisfactory. It's bullshit. I mean, for starters, who do you think you are? You're not Chad Fletcher, mate. Yeah, that's very strange. Uh, he So he essentially kind of, he said the 13-level fire escape door locked behind him. So he's on the 13th floor. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we that's go. unlucky. And then he walked down about eight floors, banging on every Hang fire. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, 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 let's see how he got into that, uh, how he went through that door. So... Level 13. He mistook it for the gym door, yeah, admitting he, they are both next to each other and they look exactly the same. Let's not forget that a lot of those doors have like gym <laughs> or fire escape written on them, but that's very confusing. Yes, you're right. Actually, I feel credit. And he walked down about eight floors, banging on every door, and nobody yep. heard him. So he's, five, he's still five floors up. It's quite interesting in this thing, actually, right here. And I suppose maybe because yeah. he was in the neighbourhood or he's nearby. Faced with little phone reception, he finally called his agent for help when one bar appeared on his phone. So, is that? I mean, I think that's a common thing. People kind of often kind of call their agent very quickly because they kind of they need babysitting and shit like that. But also, wouldn't there like well, be a friend or something nearby? Or unless the unless the agent was like in the lobby, you know, having having a meal or whatever. I don't know. No, but it says his agent called McCure the hotel. I saw he wasn't there. Actually, rescue. that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. No, he just rang. He goes, mate, I'm, I'm onto it. Where are you, Warwick? And he's like, oh, in a hotel. He goes, I need more, mate. <laughs> I'm in Perth. All right, Warwick, let's narrow this shit down. Where are you? Oh, I'm stuck in the... I think I'm in the gym. I'm You're on- not in the gym, buddy. <laughs> You'd be able to get out of the gym. I'm on the eighth floor of a building. Oh, there are many buildings <laughs> in Perth, Warwick. <laughs> it says Kappa said he felt anxious and deprived of oxygen after spending more than an hour in the... St- a fucking hour. So did he sit down then? Because he walked down eight flights. That would take, what, you know, four minutes? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. Then but also, let's not forget, hang on, hang on. You're overlooking the fact that he, he needed to go for a piss. Yeah. But so he... probably 20 minutes of that is thinking, am I going to piss my tracksuit pants? Mm. And no one wants to do that because if they're grey, it's showing up. Yeah, true. So that's, that's part of the process. So he's like, can I escape? Do I piss myself? Do I piss in the corner? All right, I'll piss in the corner. So mm-hmm. he's, he's done that. Mm-hmm. He's deprived of oxygen, he's, which uh, you'd think... Dehydrated. You think he'd be really? You think he'd be really used to? <laughs> <laughs> As a man who was clearly deprived of oxygen at birth. 
Um, but I do like the very matter-of-fact um, statement from the regional director, it says here, marketing guy. Yep. He says, no one can be locked in the stairwell <laughs> <laughs> as there is an exit at the ground floor. But then he also said, we will send up something nice for his room for any inconvenience. So it's like, okay, yeah. this guy's a fucking idiot, but we're going to give him a treat. <laughs> we're going to give you a little bottle we'll of champagne or something. No, no, they probably just gave him like a, a little Toblerone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, bar of slope. And Wiz would have gone, oh, they, they shrunk me a Toblerone. Uh, how, how do they do that? Oh, he's been promised a free upgrade next time he's in Perth. In October for his next speaking tour. That's all right. So, okay, strong all right. word. No, okay. Strong word. Can, can we set our uh, Perth listeners a bit of a challenge? If you know the Wiz is going to be October for his next speaking tour, can somebody please go along? Michael and I, in our first year, we went to Capapalooza. We took a bullet. That's right. Michael got to meet the great man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, final thing to wrap it up. Mm. Gee, Cap has got it pretty good. Here we go. Mac is on Hay Street. Told me it's all free food for me, so I go there every morning. Dude, the dude's getting free chip outs everywhere. Getting upgrades, ha, ha, getting gifts sold up. Because I'm an idiot, I get given <laughs> given like free mini bar, and then McDonald's yeah. on Hay Street is saying, "Hey, Kappa, come on in, mate. Come in, come in for breakfast. You know, the least interesting part of the McDonald's menu. Come in for breakfast." Yeah, absolutely. But he, how would they have known that he was around? Like, the only way they are aware that Warwick Kappa is in the hood is he's going in there. He's going in there and wanting free food. Get a free breakfast? <laughs> like, a oh, fucking hell, mate. Yes. Because I nearly pissed myself. You're like, all right, Warwick, go. You know what? They just give him the free brekkie and they go. They let him just go in the playground for an hour <laughs> and tire himself out. Give him a Happy Meal and a toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just let him go. And he just sits in the little bubble playing with his toy. Yeah, gets a sugar And they're like, and oh, fuck, he's choking again. He's choking. <laughs> hey, I mentioned... So it was a big weekend in uh, football. I know you've missed quite a bit of footy, uh, Michael. It was a massive weekend in footy. Um, the biggest, probably the biggest surprise of the weekend was St Kilda absolutely dominating Richmond. Yeah, they actually did a number on them, didn't they? Well, and, I think uh, Richmond had one goal in the first half. Like, uh, and, and, you know, if you're a Richmond fan, you're very happy. I mean, they kick like seven, uh, nine goals to seven in the second half. So they Richmond bounced back. They're a very good team. Dominant second half, yeah, absolutely dominant. It was very dominant, yeah. Um, so there was a bit of – well, I mentioned chipping out before. There was a bit of chipping out between Kane Corns and uh, Dimmer Hardwick, wasn't there? Yeah, it was, it was really uh, kind of exciting chipping out as well. So – during the game, uh, Kane Corns has tweeted, if a top four side concedes 32 inside 50s in 45 minutes of play, it means you've got ahead of yourself. No other explanation. Did you hear that? Yeah. None. They're ahead of themselves. Now, someone put that to um, Damien Hardwick in the presser, which I thought was odd. Dude, I, f- I found that really weird. Okay, so... They're now asking questions about tweets that commentators put out during games. Yeah. That's their question. Which is a bit odd because that, that might be something that you hear on the radio and you go, oh, so-and-so said this in the radio. You're like, oh, I didn't hear it. It doesn't bother me. Well, I mean, I looked up a few of the tweets that were sent during the game. Okay. So here was yep. one. I won't say who they're from, but uh, there was okay. one written, fucking bullshit at Richmond underscore FC. <laughs> what a fucking disgrace. So in theory, that has as much relevance to say that in the press conference. Well, they should have put that to him. 
Um, some idiot wrote, uh, what do Richmond think this is? A final? I don't know who that is. Oh, that's very funny. That absolute, is great. Who absolute loser was who They should have put that to him. Yep. Absolute loser. Uh, yeah. he, he's got form, writing distasteful stuff, that guy. <laughs> uh, and then there was another guy here. He wrote, fucking classic. Richmond chan- Richmond's chance to cement top four after winning a big game last week. And we are typical Richmond. Fucking pathetic. Someone replied, I believe the term is hashtag Richmondy. Um, oh, there you go. Two guys, one cup. And then, uh, and then that guy replied, sure it's not shitmond. Good. So really, Zing-ding. that should really be the question. Like, Robbo should put his hand up in the press conference and be like, ah, Dima, ah, let me just ash this. Ah, Dima, um, <laughs> ah, um, sorry, let me just scull this. Dima. Hang let me just, let me wipe the ash off this. Dima, I got, no, I got soy sauce. I'm just at Timmy's, mate. Dima, Dima, should we refer to you now as Shipment? Like, that's as much a relevant question. Yeah. But would he take the bait on the shipment question as he did with the cane corn questions? Because this is how he responded. He, he heard it and he kind of paused and he said, seriously, I would love to see Kane. I would love to see Kane. Don't get me wrong. That's his job. He's there to write shit comments. Ooh. That's fairly spicy. I say... I say we get Kane Corns to the next Richmond presser. So what's and just he... go, mate, mate, you wanted to see him. You wanted to see Kane. Here's Kane. Now, is he what saying... What are you going to do, Dimmer? Sorry to cut you off, uh, but we are on other sides of the world, so it's obviously very tricky. Um, it, it, right. Is he saying, I want to see Kane, like I want to see him in the flesh, or I want to see Kane coach a team, and then he can talk about it? No, 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 no. I think he wants to see him. I mean, these are former premiership teammates, and he just says, "I'd love to see him. Mate. I want to. I want to see that fuckhead. I want to see him in my sights. I want to see him in my in my grill. And I'll fucking I'll show him. You know who's got who's got ahead of themselves. And so then Kane. There was a bit of speculation. Maybe they didn't get along during their days at Porsche. And Kane yes. said, "No, nah, no, nah, everything was fine. So I think we can take that to mean they hate each other." Yeah, okay, gotcha. That's the only that's the only option is as far as far as I'm concerned. Well, can I put it to you though, would the Keynes brothers be the most the least likable players in Port history? The Keynes brothers. Cuz there've been quite a few that you uh that you wouldn't like from Port, the Carr brothers? Okay. Yeah, Carr brothers, yeah, yeah. Um Corns yeah, brothers. Yeah, Cornses. Yeah, I mean Corns like I mean Chad's Chad was pretty good with a few few quips every now and then, wasn't he? Yeah, and and Kane was the stopper, so he wasn't particularly popular amongst other players. Uh, people didn't like the bow, that, but that was really a one-off incident with um, Treaders. Treaders, yeah, that was that was more a one-off. I think he was still relatively popular. Yeah. Um, uh, let me think. Who are other po- unpopular port people? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. No, that that's probably about it. Maybe they're, they're the main one, main ones from that era, anyway. Well, actually, you know what, you know what, the problem here is here. Like in terms of that, you know, dislike and yeah, sorry, Port fans, but not like yeah, dislike. But that's that's when they're really good too. Yeah, yeah. So people are just like kind of reading, you know, whatever they want into that. Oh, but but the thing is also this just adds to the hatred between Richmond and Port Adelaide. Ah, oh, the classic that, uh, the classic rivalry yeah, and, that we know of. And he's 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 brought up, uh, you know, uh, Darren Poole, <laughs> Poolie. 
Paulie. And so that's made, uh, even though uh, Dimmer was at Essendon at the time, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's taken him back to a time and a place when he was with Port Adelaide. He's like, I fucking hate Richmond. Hang on, I am Richmond. I hate Port Adelaide. He didn't know what <laughs> he was confused. And so that's why he said, I'd love to see Kane. I think that was just to uh, clear up any confusion. Mm. But, I mean, Kane's got a bit of a name for himself, uh, even though he's been doing it for only a short time. He's pretty he has, hasn't he? Pretty regularly getting in the headlines for saying, you know, not, not outrageous things, but like these, uh, he knows how to find that sweet spot of kind of keeping his name in the uh, headlines. He does. He does enjoy it, but you know, he writes. He tells the truth. Like, did you know about the uh, the hatred between Port Adelaide and Richmond before Kane Corns came along? Someone had to reveal it, didn't they? I mean, it'd been kept well, secret. exactly been kept secret from so us many for about us. twenty years. Yeah, yeah, so many of us thought that it was um, Adelaide and Port Adelaide that hated each other. The no, most, and clearly it's Port Adelaide Richmond. Yeah, so we needed to be exposed to that. And another thing we found out on the weekend. Now, now I didn't know this, but uh, Seb Ross, who's been a gun for St Kilda this season. Mm-hmm. And has been a very good player. And St Kilda, can I add, they were very fucking good in the first half. Like, that was an incredible win. And yeah. let's just get it right that Richmond got way ahead of themselves. Uh, I'm just looking at the ladder now, yeah. So, I mean, St Kilda nearly took over Richmond on percentage. Um, they so had him for a little while mm. and then uh, St Kilda dropped off. The, mate, the live ladder was going fucking crazy on the weekend. Uh, yeah, no, chopping around. Play. Uh, actually, we haven't mentioned the uh, two draws in a row for GWS. Yes, incredible. Yeah, it's quite First amazing. First time since 1921. Yeah. Uh, I kind of woke up and I kind of, I think it was on about 3 a.m. Uh, my time. And I was, you know, post Guns N' Roses. So, you know, you go into a very oh. deep sleep. You have sweet dreams yeah, that night. I was dreaming of it. It's, <laughs> it's a small world was still ringing around my head. Which actually, surprisingly, <laughs> actually, that's what they finished with at the concert. It was a bit different. And, um, oh, that's nice. At least yeah. you get to see that. Yeah. I um, didn't finish early. Slash pulled out some marionettes and started. Uh, but, um, yep. yeah, I was actually very surprised when I saw the Hawthorne were drawn with them. And then you watch the footage itself, and they're literally a second from knocking the ball through. Yeah, it was, it was a remarkable game. And GWS are very wobbly at the moment. It's uh, quite, quite incredible. Hmm. Like I mean, I, I know their injury list runs very deep. Yeah, but also their number of number one draft picks runs very deep. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. But you know what I reckon they're missing too is Brett Delidio would be so focused on his injury that he hasn't even thought about pulling pranks. Uh, keeping it light, yeah. Yeah, so they're probably so serious up there now mm. because, you know, Lids can't think about it. He's just got to go get my calf right. Yeah. I can't even think about you know buying cans of tuna, finding cow keys, all that sort of bullshit that goes on. I mean, how many times? No time for that. How many times can Mummy tell that story about eating the sausages before it's like, yeah, okay, it's you know, yeah. we got it. We you got said it was twenty six last week. This week yeah. it was twenty eight. Mummy, what was it? Like fucking come on. Yeah, give us the real number, and it better yeah. better not That's be lower fun. than twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tell us if it was a Bunnings or not. Where'd you get the sausages from? Did you pay for them? Now, I know it's a bit of so, a... If your auntie was back, your uncle... Sorry, back, back to the Saints with Seb Ross. Oh, okay. I was going to talk, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'm only in Europe. No, no, you, you talk, mate. You talk. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I know, I know it's a... It's a if, if your auntie was your uncle situation, if I can still quote from the great man. But yep. if you do look at GWS, two draws and then what, a one-point loss to you guys. And yep. they're obviously way ahead of everyone. And we're talking about, you know, dominance. But again, that is a auntie-uncle situation. But nowadays, your auntie can become your uncle. And vice versa. Well, that's a draw. So therefore, it makes sense. They've had two draws. <laughs> <laughs> okay. St. Kilda, you were talking. Seb Ross. 
He's been very good. Now, I didn't know he was related to Joe Watson. Mm. Cousins of. It's just there's so much incestuousness going on in the uh, AFL. But the bloodlines, yeah, fine bloodlines. Yeah. Mm. Now, according to Seb Ross, he says that Joe Watson's Brownlow medal could be hanging on a wall at his grandparents' house. Well, we Now, there's, there's, there's been conjecture as to where this uh, Brownlow medal is, whether he's given it back. Uh, Gil McLaughlin says it's in a drawer at AFL headquarters. It wouldn't be in a drawer. Why wouldn't... Because they don't, they don't engrave it, do they? They would have engraved his at the time, yeah. They do engrave it, do they? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty certain about that, yeah. You'd imagine they would. Yeah, okay. Because then also that means that uh, you wouldn't get confused. Like if you go to a Brownlow medal key party and you put your Brownlows, put the Brownlows in the bowl and then you're picking out a Brownlow yeah, yeah. and you go, who's is this? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you what, who's a lucky man at the Brownlow medal uh, bowl party though is uh, Bobby Skilton. <laughs> <laughs> He's got more chance than anyone. <laughs> He's so, rocking yeah. up going, so, oh, yeah, I'm a chance. I'm sure they'd have to put a name in the year on it and, you know, awarded to, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Do, would you reckon they do that for the Norm Smith? Uh, I reckon they would as well. I think kind of – I don't think they'd do it for your premiership medals, but I reckon for – Well, because it would have the year on the front, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, that's true. The Brownlow doesn't have the year on the front, does it? Uh, no, no, I think it's just the plain, even if plain they did boring Because if they did have the year on, on the front either way, like if, you know, say like a three-way tie like uh, Rashido, Goods and Buckley, they, yep. if they went to a Brownlow key party, like they still, same thing, they'd be pulling out anyone's medal, so they wouldn't know, so they need to put an engraving on it. There, we worked it out. No. We really worked out that you really basically need to, to engrave the Brownlow just in case uh, there's some kind of swingers party. Yeah, involving Brownlow medalists. Yeah, we've worked it out. Which I imagine would happen after the... Brownlow uh, call. I think it's a secret cult. I think I think that you, the new winner they get a bit of a tap on the shoulder from Bobby because he'd be the he's the the. Uh, actually, yeah. Ian, Ian Stewart's around as well, but I, I think Bobby Stewart has yeah. bit, uh, Bob uh, Bob Skilton has a bit more of the um, profile, so he'd be kind of the, the grand chairman, the chancellor, and so yeah, I think you'd get a little bit of call from Bobby from Queensland, and you'd say, "G'day, mate, how are you? Congratulations, we're all very happy for you." Uh, the the passwords flew to Lee. And <laughs> <laughs> meet you at the gates. Bring your, bring your uh, masquerade mask. <laughs> no, the, the password's Corey McKernan. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and you know who? Uh, you know who would actually? Uh, you can buy in to the Brownlow Swingers Party, and that's with Gary Ablett. After you've seen Jordan's new outfit uh-huh. and met the designers yep. and watched the Brownlow count on a TV. Yep. Yep. Then you go to the Brownlow Swingers with Gary Ablett. It's all part of it. Yeah, I think you're more watching the uh, watching the events on CCTV. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. cool. Anyway, back to so, Seb Ross, yes. So Seb Ross says, uh, I do know at Nan and Pa's house, they have got one sitting on the wall, a Brownlow mm. medal. He said, I'm not sure if that is a replica or the real one. I don't know if they have got it tucked away. Well, oh. they haven't got it tucked away, Matt. It's on the fucking wall. And I tell you what you do, Seb, seeing that we've worked out that they most likely have the Brownlow engraved, what you do, Seb, you walk up to that little medal yeah. and you flip, yep. you flip it around. Oh, and he goes, who's Joe? Oh, that's Cousin Joe. <laughs> ah, Joby, I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, and then Craig Kelly kind of made a bit of a joke that the dog ate it, which obviously is a bit of a thing. But they are kind of skirting <laughs> the issue as to whether he has given it back and who gave it back and when, ga- when did they give it back. So by the fact, it seems I think it's a pretty safe bet that Nan and Pa have it. In which case, we dox them. It is a oh sorry. Well, no, <laughs> it, 
it's it's a criminal offence, and Job or Nan and Pa Watson should be um, in custody, locked up, locked up. Yeah, yeah, it's stolen goods. I mean, you know, it's a, it's all fun and games to say, oh, the dog ate it, or mm. you know, it's in a fucking drawer. But yeah. if it's not, yeah, like the the brown is a very serious item, and it's very uh, coveted. Just you can't just go around willy-nilly going, oh, it's hanging on a wall at Nan and Pa's house. Well, fucking, is it not? Is it? Is it? Go around there. Also, by the, the same logic, okay, if I go over to Dipper's house tomorrow yeah, yeah, and just kind of pocket his Brownlow and then just hang it on a wall at my place, yeah, I think Dipper's going to be pretty pissed off about that. I've stolen that. Oh, fuck yeah. So there's no, a Brownlow no, no. that, that, by the letter of the law, we're not saying, he, you know, it's a very conjecture thing, but like, Letter of the law of the AFL law, he shouldn't have that brown. Doesn't belong to him. But Nan and Pa yeah. have that in their, in their hot little hands. Should we call? Tri- and they're probably gloating about it. Should we call Triple O? It's probably not about Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers. Yeah, I'd love to see that recreation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just beat play, the shit out of two old people. Who would play Job? Yeah. So Essendon had a big win on the weekend. I'm sure you uh, are across that. They uh, yep. beat Collingwood. Where to now for Collingwood, mate? Where to? What do they do? Do they do they get a new coach? Do they get, do they have an interim? Do they keep Bucks on to the end of the season? Do they say he's sacked now and hang on to him? What what happens? Does he coach the first half of a game? Scotty Burns coaches the second half. What do they do? Uh, is yeah. Eddie coach? Well, it seems uh, Bucks is pretty much resigned to it now, isn't he? Well, he seemed to be in the uh, post match. He's like, you know, done all I can do. I'm a pragmatist, but you know, I'm not a I'm not, uh, what do you say, not a doomsayer or something. He's not, um, he realises what the situation is, but he's going to be positive. They will have gone one, two, three, four, five years without finals if they yep. make the finals this year. And I can't think of too many other coaches who get to go that long without making finals. But also tracking downwards. They've lost less, yep. uh, won less games every year. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so I think he might he might be a little bit resigned to it. I think they would have to wait till the end of the year. I think I don't know what's the point of upheaving now. Um, he still still seems keen to coach on. I don't think he's that kind of guy who would be like I'm just kind of leave him in the lurch come round seventeen. But maybe all right, all right. Question without better. notice, Michael. Oh, here we go. Come on, mate. I'm I'm. I've had a big week. Okay. I know you're on holidays. I understand that. Yeah, I can't. I, okay, let me just. Okay, go for it. Let me just think about it's a small world for a little bit, and then I'll anyway go on. All right, all right. <laughs> Rodney A gets sa- Rodney A gets sacked tomorrow. Gold Coast are in the hunt for a coach. They're red hot on anyone who's out there. They're throwing everything at Paul Ruse. They're going after Clarko. They're trying to get Stewie Jew up to own his own Krispy Kreme outlet and get him to coach as well. Duke Collingwood jump the gun in case they get beaten to the best coach available. Uh. No, I reckon most people would be making their decisions by the end of the year. So if you like you say the Clarko example, I think Clarko would be focusing on the end of this year before he would jump away. And also he's more complicated by the fact he still has a couple of years to go. Well, there um, is that. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think... But say, say Paul Ruse, you know, you reckon you can get him. I mean, he said he'd never coach at Melbourne and then they said here's $1.6 million. And he, want, and he said, you know what? You know what, fellas? Yeah. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Fuck Hawaii. Fuck it. I hate it. <laughs> I love Melbourne. But I think also it's a bit different with the Bucks by the fact that he is like that, you know, legend of the club that you need to treat him with respect on the way out. 
Yeah, but I hear what you're and saying. And also, they were saying he's had his chance. They were saying Eddie wasn't going to make a decision because he's overseas. So I think I get the feeling Eddie's going to be overseas for the next uh, month and a half. Actually, <laughs> okay, he's not coming back. I think he's, I think I saw him out the front actually. <laughs> yeah, okay. You should catch up with him. Get him for a get, chat. Find out what he's got. Find out what he got to say. Mm. You know what? The hamstringing bucks are. You got to get Chris Main out there. I mean, they 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 got him for four years on on five hundred grand. You need to see what this kid can do. Well, what can you do then? You know, you can't. I mean, sure. I mean, I know Frio got rid of him, and he's he wasn't very good there when they when they let him go. But obviously, Collingwood know what they're doing. But you're not a miracle worker. What can you do? You can only do uh, work with the tools that you have, Adam. You know that. I do know that. I do indeed know that. There was you know who could be coaching them? Who? Brett Ratton. Do you reckon? Actually, no, that's a good point. He could be. Yep. They uh, seem to be picking up everyone who's close to Clarko of late. Yeah, no, you're yeah, right. Pretty much every new coach has been alongside Clarko at some point in the last 10 years. He's actually the one guy who's missed the boat over the last few years. Now, obviously, I think it was 2012 when he left Carlton. Is that right? He didn't leave, mate. He then, didn't leave. Then he jumped over to Hawthorne, and he um, so he had the three flags there. And so, actually, they picked up everybody. They picked up, what, Bolton, Simpson, or everybody. And he's the one guy, Beveridge, they, haven't had, Fagan. One guy they haven't picked up. So, most likely, he's the next cab off the rank, don't you think? Yeah, well, well, he'd be up there. I mean, he's coached his own team in his own right. He took Carlton to a semi-final within a kick of uh, beating West Coast over there, and it should have been a free kick to Andrew Walker in the goal square. The umpires were fucking blind, <laughs> but he had his chances. And also, Rats has said that he's learned a lot. Learned a lot. He's sp- learned a lot in his time away. He spoke about the reasons his stint at the Blues, it says here, came to an abrupt end in 2012. So he was saying uh, he micromanaged a bit too much, which I think is a, a an issue of first-time coaches. They try and do everything and try and, you know, be across everything when, instead of, you know, delegating. And also, when he took over, you guys were an absolute rabble. Yeah, that, well, what are we now, mate? Well, yeah, actually, good point. Fast we're forward. very consistent. Yeah, fast forward, yeah. Yeah, but he says uh, perhaps the uh, the biggest revelation coming from Rats uh, was when he got to Princess Park where he's head coach from 2007 he said, with the reconstruction of the Carlton Football Club, I sat upstairs for 12 months and it was not good. Now, now this wasn't like he was uh, trapped daily like Warwick Capper in the fire <laughs> in the fire escape. He said, uh, whether it's a 1% or a 2% thing, the separation or the gap between you and the players, the conversations, if you're on the same level and just walking past, they don't happen. At the kitchen... Or the toilet, even. Mm. You just say good day and ask how they're going. Having some of these idle chats are really important for relationships. So he's saying because he was on the first level, players on the ground level, they never. He didn't go the same. He didn't. You know, he didn't dump next to Jared White. You know, I find really weird though when he talks about you know in the toilet and like you know say good day, have ask how they're going. Like, yeah, I do that quite regularly. Um, in many different toilets all around the world, and yeah, people don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's different when you're you're drilling a glory hole, okay. and you're just poking your little eye through, and you're like, oh, "G'day, mate." I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say, uh, Bucks goes, Ratton goes to Collingwood. There we go. Said it. A done deal. Could you imagine that? Hmm. Done deal. The arch enemy coming across. Hey, uh, shall we wrap it up, Adam? Yeah, I think we're nearly there, aren't we? Yeah, um, we got a few footballers in real life. We'll mention off our first uh, live show, obviously, September 3, uh, 3 p.m., European Beer Cafe, tickets at Uh Type in Junk Time Live. That should probably get you there. 
Yes, no. it will definitely get you there. Got a football in real life from Benjamin. Uh, says, I was just up at Cable Beach Resort in Broome with my family and almost bumped into Glenn Jakovich at the buffet table. A buffet breakfast. Oh, lovely. Buffet breakfast. He was there with his family too. I didn't get to see what he was eating, but can, can confirm that he went for a glass of pineapple juice. I saw mm, him no. again later playing ping pong <laughs> and in the pool without his shirt on. In brackets, he's a chest waxer. Is uh, he? Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon that was just from the days of, you know, the strapped shoulders? Oh, no, did he have strapped shoulders? No, I'm thinking. He no, he didn't, did he? He would have strapped a shoulder at some stage. I'm going to say he's not but a chest re- waxer. I'm just saying he's a, he's, a, he's a hairless man. Skinner. Oh, okay. But I just thought maybe like when he was playing on Wayne Carey that during the grapple he would have like grabbed at your chest hair. So you got to shave yourself down. Oh, yeah. That tactic. That renowned tactic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've got one here. This actually, uh, this is a good one. I like this too. It's Ben. Uh, thank you, Benjamin. Uh, also, have an umpire in real life from probably 1999 or 2000. He's playing footy for the now defunct Detroit Overdrive. That's a cool name. In the US yeah. Aussie Rules Footy League, we had a national championships in Cincinnati, and the AFL sent Hayden Kennedy on a junket to umpire some of the games. It was a lightning Fuck, carnival. Fuck, what a junket for an umpire. Yeah, it was a lightning carnival format. You don't hear yep. lightning carnival anymore much, do you? Um, ah, it's a shame. I love a lightning carnival. Yeah, so what. Is it really that much of a car- carnival atmosphere? Like, are they selling fairy floss and stuff? Yeah, uh, mate, it's, everyone goes to it. They're like, you get, the players are eating fairy floss. Our team, it's like fun. Our team was short a few players, so when he wasn't umpiring, Hayden actually played for our team. He was actually really good in the midfield, probably our best player. He was a good bloke too. I'm a bit surprised that the Detroit Overdrive were down on players. I always thought they had midfield depth. Uh Look, they were they were very strong in the fifties and the like, but they've yeah. been a bit of a downturn of late. I would must say, yeah. Okay, that's a shame. That's a shame. Probably because the coaches are on the top level and the <laughs> and the overdrivers are on the bottom level. It hurts a team. Okay, I'll uh, I'll read this one out. There's another one which I'll read out, but we we ah oh, we need to tread carefully on. <laughs> so I think you can guess what it's about. Okay. <laughs> uh, Okay, here we go. From Jacob. Okay, Jacob. Uh, recently discovered I live in the same street as former Tiger great Brett Deludio. On my walk home from Montanium Sushi for lunch, I saw Brett, his wife, and daughter bound out their home in the suburb of Balmain to take a dog for a walk. Lovely area of Sydney. Lovely. He had no apparent limp or issues from the calf he is reported to be having trouble with. As I walked mm. past, I gave him a knowing nod. And as he gave a slight nod back, I could see in his eyes he was saying, I'll be back soon. I'll bring the tuna. No, Love it. Was, it. I wonder if he was, I wonder if he was odding, uh, eyeing off Jacob's keys. Yeah. <laughs> He's just having a look. Going, uh, was Lids with the dog? Yeah, Lids with the dog. Because if he can get a key in shit. Oh, the hilarity. That's the dream? Yeah, fuck yeah. Steaming pile of shit with a key in it. Yep. Okay, here we go. So from no name. Good. Not allowed to say. Wow, we're going anonymous anonymous sources. Anonymous. For about 18 months, I was Jake Push-Up King's neighbour. Oh, shit. As um, a, as a Rich- we should go. As a Richmond oh, fan, that was a little <laughs> exciting. We got to talk footy with him a couple of times. As, hmm... As a member of a particular branch of government. <laughs> okay. 
government Which run. one? What, what, what colour do they wear? Uh, they do wear a colour. They are known for wearing a particular colour. Okay. Uh, that are on many AFL jumpers. Yep. It was okay. a bit worrying in case any of his mates knocked on the door. I once asked a sleuth. I won't give the full word, but he's a sleuth. If okay. I should be worried about his connections, but was told not to worry and that he was a, quote, peanut. <laughs> <laughs> he knocked on my door a couple of times. We had a few chats every now and then. Another footballing champ would be waiting out the front for a lift to go to his place. The most famous, uh, by the lift, to go to, into his place. The most famous would probably yep. ex-Tigers and Port player, Jay Schultz. Oh, cool. Schultzy. So, uh, yeah, big week for old Jakey. Well, Ty Vickery came out and talked the other day and just said, uh, yeah, look, I can't really say much and, you know, it, we're just leaving it leaving it with the police. So he had a chat to the cops. Jake got some charges pressed against him. You know, Vickery's going to get $150,000 away from the people that he had the restaurant with. There was a lot of fun uh, I had on Twitter and, like, you know, people make funny. Oh, was, the regular joke was, like, you know, Jake, uh, Vickery extorting Hawthorne or whatever. That was a you know, fun joke people have. But also, yep. you know, and people are going to have a go. But I, I, I just thought to say, like, in Clarko's time, since the end of 2004, like all the re- new recruits we've had, um, you know, come to the club. Like, think of all the people who haven't been investigated by the police for extortion. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the message I want to get out there. Okay, there are there are literally dozens upon dozens. We're going to hit the road. Uh, we are Junk Time Alpha Pod on Twitter. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail. Junk Time Alpha Pod on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to be in Berlin next week, Adam. So we're going to see if we can record from there. It's a bit. It's a bit of a. Tra- it's a travel day for me, Adam. It's a travel day, so I'm not totally, totally sure what the Wi-Fi situation will be when I get to the hotel. Um, okay, where will we be on Sunday? Oh, we'll still be in Berlin. Yeah, so we'll play okay. it out. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll see how what, we go. What, what studios? Are you at what studios are in Berlin again? Uh. Let me look up quickly. I'll just look up uh, AFL players born in... Who's uh, got a German surname? I'll just look up born overseas. Cause what about Van Van Berlo? Uh, Dutch. Uh, Idiot. Uh, Weedering. Getting there. Germany, okay. We've got a pick from. We've got a bit of a pick, okay? Okay. Uh, Harry... Harry Fry, Harry Free, played for Footscray oh. for six games in okay. 1973. We got mm. Bowden Jaworski. Uh, ah, played for Hawthorne, 73 to 75, 63 games. Might have played in the grand okay. final, I don't know. Uh, Alex Rusguklik, played for Carlton uh-huh. and Fitzroy for 117 games in 66 uh, 74. And then Heinz Ton. That's a nice one. Heinz Ton from yeah, Fitzroy. Yeah, the Heinz Ton Studios. Heinz Ton Studios. Okay, he played 1947. Yeah, Heinz Ton Studios. Okay, we got a Heinz Ton Studios if we can get it working. Beautiful. But uh, if not... We'll get it working, mate. I'll see you guys in a fortnight. But uh, we love you guys. Go Hawks. Save yourself, mate. You be careful. Go Blues.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.